Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Artificial intelligence is all over the news these days. There are, of course, headlines, for example, about something like AlphaGo, an AI system that beat the best human player in the world at the very complicated traditional Chinese game, Go. According to some calculations, Go has more possible combinations of moves in it than the number of atoms that are estimated to exist in the entire known universe. That is a truly amazing accomplishment. But for most of us, winning a Go game is not a matter of great importance in daily life. But AI machines are also doing things like deciding whether we get a loan, or how much interest we pay to buy a house or car, or whether a resume we send to apply for a job ever gets even seen by a human being. These applications of artificial intelligence are a different matter. Yet, although they are part of our everyday lives right now, they're mostly invisible to us, even if we do get turned down for a loan. Other artificial intelligence applications are much more visible to us, as the burgeoning field of self-driving cars shows. There are thousands of self-driving cars on the road now, many in test mode with backup drivers in them just in case, but many operating without any human drivers on board. Uber, Waymo, which is a Google company, and even Chevrolet all have self-driving cars operating as taxis in several cities in Arizona today. The recent accident in Arizona involving a pedestrian and a self-driving car may suspend but will not stop those tests. What about trucks? A number of companies are actually using self-driving tractor trailers to haul cargo from one place to another again today. Perhaps even more eyebrow-raising, there's a bill in Congress right now that, if it's enacted, would remove the necessity for having steering wheels or foot pedals in self-driving cars. And buried in all the gee-whiz of the tech of these self-driving cars and the questions about insurance and liability and safety and all those related issues is the 800-pound elephant in the room. Taxis and trucks now account for over 4 million jobs in the United States. What's going to happen to those folks when most or all cars and trucks drive themselves? And for that matter, what's going to happen to municipal budgets when there are almost no more speeding ticket fines to buttress town budgets since self-driving cars will presumably be programmed to respect speed limits? It doesn't take long to realize that in cases we can see, like driverless cars, and ones that we don't, like AI systems reading our x-rays, they're doing that today, or deciding on loan applications, they're doing that today, artificial intelligence is going to and is already changing our lives in a real everyday way. In this framework, a new book with the somewhat puzzling title, Life 3.0, recently was published. The title sounds puzzling at first glance until a further look reveals the subtitle, quote, Being Human in the Age of Artificial Intelligence, end quote. It's an issue that we are all going to have to deal with, and not just in the lifetimes of our children or grandchildren. The age of AI is upon us now, and we will become more and more immersed in it as the weeks and months and years go by. 
The book's author is cosmologist Max Tegmark, a professor of physics at MIT. He's also one of the founders of the Future of Life Institute, whose mission is, quote, to catalyze and support research and initiatives for safeguarding life and developing optimistic visions of the future, including positive ways for humanity to steer its own course, considering new technologies and challenges. End quote. Put a little more succinctly, the Future of Life Institute's website has the following observation, quote, Technology is giving life the potential to flourish like never before, or to self-destruct. End quote. Simple as that observation is, it's profoundly true. That brings up a lot of questions, and Life 3.0 is Tegmark's attempt to at least start a conversation about some of them. He lists some very basic questions that will resonate with all of us. For example, quote, What sort of future do you want? Should we develop autonomous lethal weapons? What would you like to happen with job automation? What career advice would you give to today's kids? Do you prefer new jobs replacing the old ones? Or a jobless society where everyone enjoys a life of leisure and machine-produced wealth? Further on down the road, would you like us to create Life 3.0 and spread it throughout the cosmos? Will we control intelligent machines, or will they control us? Will intelligent machines replace us, coexist with us, or merge with us? What will it mean to be human in the age of artificial intelligence? End quote. That is quite a list. But the items on it shouldn't be totally new to regular listeners to the Electronic Cottage because these kinds of questions have been becoming more relevant as technology of all kinds has been advancing more rapidly than ever in recent decades. But what is this Life 3.0? Is that just a headline-grabbing title? In Tegmark's view, Life 3.0 is the next step in the progression of life. He defines life widely as a process that can retain its complexity and replicate. Without going into a lot of detail here, Tegmark sees humans as being on the cusp of not only being able to design our, quote, software, which he describes generally as the ability to learn, but humans will also be able to design our, quote, hardware through genetic editing and engineering. In other words, design our bodies of whatever form. That is a big idea, a very big idea, and it could and probably will change what it means to be human in the age of artificial intelligence. The big question is, how will that change happen? On purpose, in a reasonably safe and thought-out process, or in some other more chaotic way that could mean the end of human life? That is a huge question, one in which technology will play a very big role, but hopefully not the primary role. And we'll do our best to observe and ponder the question as best we can, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. Music